Thank you for tuning in to the Watt Gym Podcast. This is your host, Bree. I want to thank you for kicking it with me. If you are new here, welcome. If you are true here, welcome back. So this episode is just kind of, kind of be, um, I would say like just my testimony and pretty much how I got to where I am now. Um, I would say that this journey has been extremely up and down for me, um, in regards to my spirituality, I should say, um, and coming into relationship with God and Christ and, um, everything that comes with that. So we can start from the beginning, like growing up, um, we would go to church here and there, but it was not consistent, especially, um, I did AAU sports. So those tournaments were like (laughs) every weekend, all day. So we really, um, it just wasn't in a schedule. It just didn't, we didn't have the time. So, um, I did not grow up in the church or in a church, I should say. So I didn't really have like, um, a good understanding of anything biblical. Like I was always confused on, um, I don't think I was necessarily confused on God, but I think growing up, my understanding of the role that Jesus played was just, it was just really confusing to me about like how somebody could just die and then come back. Like I just could not wrap my mind around that. I had a very scientific view on that growing up, like very logical of if one plus one is two, then how are you getting six? Like it just, and no one could really explain it to me at that point well enough for me to understand. So I've just had a really, really hard time accepting that Jesus was real. And I had a really hard time of accepting the Bible for what it is because how do y'all like my thinking then was who is accrediting accrediting you know what I'm trying to say these people like y'all found these scrolls and yes they're like cohesive and my thinking was who who are approving these people to say yes this is accurate and it just wasn't making sense because it's like nowadays people who um hear voices and see things like they are deemed as crazy or have mental illnesses. So my thinking was if people who hear voices and see things are deemed as schizophrenic, then how are the people writing the Bible based on something that they're they're saying another person or another entity is telling them to write this? And y'all are just taking it and running with it. I just, it just wasn't, the math wasn't mathing for me in that aspect. And 
it was just really, really, really hard for me to be like, okay, no, this makes sense. And I think since I was young and um, it just wasn't explained to me in a way to where to be like, oh, okay, that is like to where I could comprehend it. Um, because like I said, I'm a very logical person and it's just, I have to, I'm one of the type of people that like, I have to see the proof because it's like, what do you mean? Give me A to Z in any caveats, like any spark notes, any, anything, because it's like, if you're telling me to base my life off of this, I need you to explain it in a way that is like, makes me believe that it's the right way but I think in my surroundings no one um could give me examples and no one could really especially I was young I was probably like maybe like eight and I had like all these big girl questions and I want to call them big girl questions just because it's like as at an young age I probably I feel like the questions that I have are probably questions like of teenagers or people who were kind of in it a little deeper but for me to like not really know really anything um it was a big girl question for an eight-year-old because I think in order to explain it, you would have to explain some other things to me that probably were not age-appropriate. And so in that regard, it was just like, Mm-mm, I don't, I just can't believe something just because you're telling me to. Like, I need, I need something else. I need something more. I, I um, am not one that takes and because I said so answer. Um, that for me never really suffices and I really hate because I said so, um, which is a whole another thing, um, which is like a part of my walk that has been hard for me. Um, but that like, that lasted, um, that phase of my life, that season, um, probably up until I was in high school. And I actually had one friend that would always ask me if I was an atheist. And I was like, no, I believe in God, but I don't know about Jesus. I don't know about the Bible. Like, I'm I'm not sold on that. And that lasted until I was probably about like 14, 15. And it wasn't that I did, I wasn't curious. It's just the explanations just wasn't what I, I, I guess, needed them to be for me to fully comprehend, um, And I guess part of it, too, was probably me being not as open-minded to uh, to receiving as I could have been. But, yeah, no, I just, mm -mm, it just wasn't, it wasn't making sense to me. So I just felt like I couldn't try to make sense of something that, for me, just logically makes no sense. And um, throughout those years... I was still like, people would want me to go to church with them and I would go and it would just seem so extra. Um, and when I say extra, I would just mean like it for me, it would just seem forced. Um, it was also always really, I ain't gonna say always, but most of the time it was always like really loud 
and I don't like that. This is just too, I don't want you screaming at me this whole time. I just cannot do that. Um, and it was just like, I never understood, like, why are people running around the church? Like, people are shouting and crying, and I'm just like, what? Why? Like, I just never understood, like, why? And, like, even, like, my family, they would have these um, moments. Well, now I understand, but, like, I'm just going to explain it as if, like, I'm back then in the moments. Like, they would just be crying, and I'm like, boo-hoo weeping, and they're just, like, at the, what the pastor is saying, and I'm just like, why are you crying? But it's just like, okay, I guess you're feeling it, but... It's just like, all right. And it's like, I just never had those moments. And it never made sense to me because for me, what the pastor was preaching on and a lot of stuff that people um, would quote, like scripture would be like, okay, well, that's just common sense. Like, I don't have to read the Bible to know that that's wrong. Or I don't have to read the Bible to know that, you know what I'm saying? To have morals and things of that nature. So I'm just like, I don't see what you're getting from this. Is this not common sense? Like, does everybody not think like me? You know? So it was just like, uh, what are y'all doing? Like, I, I just genuinely, the confusion was real. Like, really, really, really real. So, um, but I was curious. Like, I wanted to know, and I think I asked a lot of people, but like I said, no one could really explain it. Um, and I had this moment, I was, I was 15 and, um, I had a dream and I would say I was probably lucid dreaming, but, um, which is like when you are partially asleep, partially awake, um, you're still like, you're asleep, but you're still aware of your surroundings, you can still hear like people around you talking and things like that. Um, but I had this dream where I was at school. Um, I was at high school and I was sitting at my desk and, you know, there was people around and they were talking about, um, God and Jesus. And I was like, like I said, Lucy dream that like half awake, half sleep state, and I was laying on my right side, you know, how you kind of have like your hand kind of up in the air, but like you're laying, like laying on your, um, like where your elbow is and like your hands just up. And I was in my mind, well, in my dream, I said, well, Jesus, if you are real, grab my hand, you'll touch my hand. And I physically felt, and this is not in my dream because like I said, I was half sleep, half not. I physically felt Jesus grab my hand and I was like, oh, <laughs> I cannot even explain to you like the amount of shock because I wasn't expecting it. And just like, I, I was, I can't even describe the feeling. It was just like, oh shoot, like, okay, okay, okay. I won't question you no more. And as I said, I won't question you no more. I'll never doubt you again. And that was my moment. It was like, okay, well, Jesus is real. I don't know how to explain anything else. God is real. Jesus is real. That's what I know. I still just don't understand anything else. Like, I don't get it. But that like that experience that I had, well, like I said, it took me 15 years, if you want to count birth. But if, if not, from 8 to 15, you know, it still took me um, those years to really 
come to grasp with accepting Christ. But it really had to take me to physically experience something for me to be said to say, okay, you know, this is for real. But he grabbed my hand and it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to touch your fingers. It was like he grabbed my whole hand and he, and he we held hands for a minute as I internally freaked out <laughs> because I was in shock. Like somebody is literally and I was afraid to open my eyes because it's like, no, somebody is physically grabbing my hand. And I know it's just me in this room, you know? So that was like (laughs) my come to Jesus moment, literally. And so since then, since 15, it's like I accepted that God was real. I accepted that Jesus was real. But I still had no comprehension of the Bible. And if you read the King James Version, if you know, you know, that is confusing. Like to read my reading comprehension skills are already not the best like especially then like i can okay let me let me rewind let me pause i can comprehend things okay i just like things for me to best understand them it needs to be plain i don't like like riddles i don't like i'm not a fan of those things because i get really confused because i just feel like just say what you're trying to say so that's what I mean when I say my reading comprehension skills are not the best. Um, especially, like, when I took tests and stuff, like, in, like, third grade and everything like that. My comprehension skills were always my lowest score. I would still pass, but they were always the lowest score. So, anyway, um, yeah, the King James Version is not, I'm just, it's so confusing. And it's hard to read. It's hard to stay focused through that. And... When I would try back then, it would just be like, yeah, no, okay, I'm good. Because I can't understand this. Nobody can explain to me what this says. And if they are explaining it to me, I'm not understanding how they got to that conclusion. So I just kind of was just like, okay, whatever. Um, And then I would start to go to church with other people. And it was mostly because like... um, when you ask to like spend a night at your friend's house and they're like, yeah, my mom said it was okay, but you have to go to church with us tomorrow. And it's like, I really want to stay tonight, but I don't want to go to church. And you have to like kind of make that gamble. So I would say, okay. Um, and so I would go to church and I would just be like, uh-uh. It just never felt authentic to me. It just never felt real. And a lot of stuff that they were preaching on for me, it was just like, okay, well, that's common sense. It's like that's just common sense stuff. I don't understand why people are breaking down on something that you should already know. Um, and then I had experiences where, um, I had went to church with my cousin and, um, it was me and my sister and I need to talk to her because I don't even know if she remembers this. Um, uh, because I swear to you not every time, like I swear before I really accepted, um, like I would say got saved um and like gave my life over to Christ after realizing like he was in fact real um I was saved so many times and did not mean it and I am saying this in the most honest way I was just doing it because I felt like I had to it was not genuine it was not real to me and it was just like I'm gonna do this because y'all looking at me y'all expecting me to do it and I don't want to be the only person that's like not doing it because 
then everybody gonna think like something wrong with me so i'm gonna just do it so i did that so many times and did not mean it at all and i was just doing it just to get it over with and i went about my day and i hated the way that that made me feel um but i was at church with my cousin and my sister and it was a small church it was in a shopping center um the congregate like it wasn't even that many people in there maybe 15 at the most but me and my sister were the only new people there so they were like oh um any of the new people stand up like first of all why we got to stand up because it's only two of us new here and you already everybody seen us when we walked in so okay um mind you i'm probably like 11 around at this time so um they're like oh if you want to um like give your life to christ you want to get saved um just you just come up here and we'll pray for you so we're standing we're just looking you know and then they just keep going on and on and i promise you it felt like maybe at least like five minutes so my sister and my cousin go up there and they just keep going and going everybody's like looking at me and i'm just like i ain't trying to go up there because i don't know what this is about i like you're saying this stuff but it's not making sense to me you're not breaking it down or anything like that and i kind of felt forced my sister was up there crying my cousin was up there crying and it's like i started crying one out of nervousness and two just because they're crying and i feel like if you're like if anybody around you starts crying like that boohoo weeping you're probably bound to cry at some point um so i go up there and i was just like i'm ready to get this over with but I know that I'm not the only person that experienced that. And that's the only reason why I'm saying this. Because I think a lot of stuff that keeps people from going to church. Because that was one of my things. Is like, I don't like being pointed out. Like, let me figure out if I like this church first. Or you trying to come, have me come up here and get saved and all this other stuff. And, like, let me fill it out. Let me see. Like, let you know what I mean? Don't make me feel forced to do something. And then... It comes with um, these responsibilities or it comes with um, like people having these expectations of you and everything like that. And um, I think some churches look big on um, getting people there, you know what I mean, versus letting them come and let them be ready to do that to make that step because i think um a lot of that that i went through that was in vain because i didn't mean it i was just doing it um my heart wasn't in it so it's just like yeah i had a lot that happened to me several times several several times different churches and then um i also would go to church with some um some of my friends and it would be like, I would go there and by the end of the day, I would know everybody's business before I left. And it's like, how is this church? Like, you, when you don't grow up in the church in the way that, um, I don't say, I won't say all church goers act or like people who are very religious act, but so, I would say it's a population of them that have this holier than thou mentality and so when you're not when you didn't grow up in church you're like okay well you're supposed to be better than me right 
this is what you're proclaiming and this is what you say that you live by. So you're supposed to be at a whole different standard than where I am. And I walk into your, um, I walk into your church, into your community and you ain't no better than me. So how is this working? Like this doesn't, it's just the, like I said, the math wasn't mathing because it just seems so hypocritical. And even in that, it's like, you're telling me this other person's business as if you're better than them because you're so because you go to Bible study and you do this and you do that, but you're gossiping un like in the house of God about this person because they aren't where you are spiritually. What? Like it just does not make sense. And it just like I said, so hypocritical. I didn't like that. And I was just like, Well, if this is what the community is like, I want no parts. Like that's just so fake. And then ten minutes later you smiling in this lady face. No, I just can't. I just could not. I just couldn't. And so I would just stop going to church with people. And it got to the point to where like I hated listening to gospel music. Like it literally made my skin crawl. And I would get a whole attitude, you turn some gospel music on around me. Like I just don't want to listen to that whatsoever like I used to have a whole tood about it now that like I'm growing in my faith I definitely understand what was going on but like then mm -mm, do not play that turn it off change the station I don't want to hear it I just don't like I don't want to listen to that at all um so I want to say when I was um, in college so that was you know, up until I was 15 and then after 15, I started going to church with people here and there. So, um, when I was in college, we had to take, um, what I would like to consider Bible classes. Um, my college would call them global prescriptions, global perspectives of scripture courses, um, which was, exploring all the religions really um and like the geography the historical side of everything um and my first class was um about the bible and even that class oh my god so confusing we had testing everything on the bible we had to give our perspectives and I think that was probably my introduction to um actually sitting down and like reading the Bible and trying to comprehend. And I think that's when I learned that there are also other translations except for the King James Version, um, which was extremely helpful because I cannot understand that King James. Like some, now I can, but then uh -uh, I don't know what you're saying. And please don't ask me to read this loud with all these vows and these and the, oh, sir, I'm confused. Who's talking and who, who are they talking to? (laughs) This is like not, I need a legend. I need something because this is not working for me. Um, so yeah, that, was probably like my real instinct to actually reading the Bible and trying to comprehend it as an adult. Um, and it was still, I still, um, cause we also had to go, um, to, I would say they are, I would call, they were called Lyceums, but I would probably say they were, um, cause we would have to go to an auditorium and hear people speak. 
I don't know why I cannot think of, um, it's not a symposium, but we would have to go listen to these speakers um, or go to church to get the credit. And you had to have these credits to graduate. You had to have, I think, eight faith credits um, to graduate, which you do have to go to chapel, um, which also church, you'd have to go to church or you would have to go um, listen to um, like religious speakers or has um, people talk about different faiths and religions and everything like that. So I had to do those, which I hated. Um, I really, I did not like that because I feel like you're forced like, I never liked the idea of being forced into any belief system. Like, do not force me. Let me do it on my own. Don't force me. Um, I'm also stubborn. So yeah, that's another reason why I didn't like it. But, um, we also had to do those. And I think that was really like, Looking back at it, God was chasing me down. Like, he was making sure, like, he was putting this stuff in my face. And I could not appreciate it at the time. And I did not realize it at the time. I was just like, why do y'all keep trying to force this stuff on me? Like, I do not like this. I don't do it. I'm going to do it. But it's going to be, like, half done. And I just, like, I wish I would have took more of that opportunity to really learn instead of um, being annoyed and irritated by it. But so yeah, I had those. Those are like my introductions into really delving into religions. Um, And I did take a sociology class of like the social constructs of religion, um, which was really helpful because it provided like an open space for people to be respectful with their opinions, but to also hear um, different backgrounds speak on it. Like people who actually grew up in the church, people whose parents were pastors, people who were atheists, people who did not grow up in the church, but um, now go to church all the time and like read their Bible. And like people who were like me, who were just confused about it all (laughs) and didn't like really know where to start, but had some kind of opinion and had a lot of questions. And it was just like an open dialogue, which I absolutely loved. The professor was 100% amazing. Um, So it just helped me understand a little bit better the Bible and like um, the different perspectives and like what it was actually trying to say and what the Bible was actually meant to do, right? So um, I went through that and then I was also in a relationship that I honestly it it wasn't working and if you are true here if you know you know if you listen to that um one episode where I was talking about my ex that I was with for almost 10 years yeah you know that was not healthy it was extremely toxic um and in my heart of hearts I wanted it to end I did not know how to end it. And I I want to say before I fully understood um, God and Christ, the one prayer that I prayed religiously, like I just prayed like I did not want to love him anymore. And um, I think that also was a part of my battle 
um, and my misunderstanding with who God is was because when that love didn't go away, I was just thinking like, oh, well, I guess it's meant to be. Well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do because I said I don't want to love him anymore, God, and I, you didn't make me not love him anymore. And, um, yeah, that's just not how God works. But, um, yeah, that relationship I was in, it was just like, okay, God, like, I think I was seeking him for that, like, for answers and um, really just the the freedom from that and the release from that. Uh, and it was depressing because the relationship was so bad emotionally and mentally for me. Um, and it, it was just bad. It was just real bad. And any, I'm going to say any guys, cause I don't know how guys are, but I know females for sure. Once you pray that prayer, like, I don't want to love him anymore. You know, that hurt, like you are like, that hurt is something completely undescribable like it's a hurt that I don't even know what else to do I feel like I'm at my wits end I don't know how to walk away from this um and it was it was just really bad and I think I had um seen something I think it was on Twitter um this girl that I actually went to high school with um and that my cousin who I went to the church with um she actually was pretty close with her and um we kind of ran in the same circle a little bit we wasn't like extremely close but I knew who she was and she had posted that she had had this best friend um that did the readings and could tell you um like things that happened to you in the past what happened things are happening in the future and I'm like, oh, well, this will be great for me because I'm lost and I need some direction. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So I reached out to her and she gave me um, a reading. Right. Um, and when I tell you she was so accurate, it was like, oh, OK. Like, God, you put me in connection with this person. Like. She's answering the questions that I always needed answered as far as like my life. Nothing really about God, nothing about Jesus. Um, and it's like I got so attached because when it comes to your life and you're seeking those answers, God is on God's time. He's not on your time. So you're not getting the answers immediately. But when you have someone who you can tell you something right then, or you have a time and day where you know you're going to get some answers, and it's like set in stone, it's so easy to become attached to that because you you feel like you're in control. So you feel like you know what's going to happen. You can control the situation. You know what you need to do. You have the guidance that you think you need. You have the answers that you think you need. Um and so I started dwelling into like, getting readings and then it was an introduction to like the tarot cards, um, which are not godly at all. Getting readings are not godly at all. Like, and I didn't know, and I was just so deep into it to where it's like, I almost had, I'm going to say almost, I was addicted to watching tarot videos like on YouTube. What? You type in your horoscope and everything. And it's just like the stuff be accurate 
or you want it to be accurate to make yourself feel better about your situation. Um, and it was just like, yeah, I took a deep dive into that. I was still getting the readings. I became real, real, real good friends, like best friends with the girl that was doing the readings for me. Um, that relationship was also toxic and codependent, but, um, it was just a lot going on and it was the, the beginning, like what people call like the new age, um, spirituality and like practices, like with the tarot cards. Um, and it's like, I didn't know that that was considered witchcraft. Like I was completely against, I ain't burning nothing. Like I never burned sage, um, or like do spells or like I ain't draw my blood. I ain't drinking no blood. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Putting blood in spaghetti. I'm not, you know what I mean? Cutting people's hair and planting it and doing this, doing that, get a doll. I I wasn't doing none of that. And I thought since I wasn't doing that, that I was good. And I wasn't like, I didn't know I was going into the dark side of things. Um, I was entering into the, into Satan's playground and I didn't know, um, I was completely bamboozled and it wasn't until, um, I started really dwelling into God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, how you can kind of discern those things, until I realized that every good thing has a counterfeit. Every good thing has a knockoff. And what I was really into was the knockoff. It was not truly who God was. It was not a good representation of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And it was just not good. It was the counterfeit, which is Satan, like the devil has a counterfeit. And the reason why his counterfeit seems so replicable to where it's hard to discern if you don't know what the true looks like is because Lucifer before he fell was like God's go-to he told Lucifer that he was perfect like when he made him he was beautiful and he was perfect before he fell Lucifer fell because he felt like he could be God he could do everything that God was doing. And he had angels believing he could do everything God was doing. That's why angels also fail. Um, so it's like the counterfeit seems so close to the real because Satan, Lucifer was already doing that when he was in heaven. He was already creating things. He was already... um naming them, giving them um, their purposes and what they were going to do and leading people already because that's what God made him to do. That's what Satan, like he made Lucifer for that. But he got the big head and thought, well, I'm already doing what God can do so I can be God. And that's why people say um, the devil, like Satan is the God of the earth because that's where... um, God put him, he can, this is his playground, right? He is in control of, um, the world in a way 
No, I'm not going to say that. He's not in control of the world. I'm not going to say that. Lucifer fell, right? And he was he was kicked out of heaven. And he started to wreak havoc on earth, right? Let me put, let me say it that way. So, um because he can no longer get into heaven and he's attacking us because God made us in his image. Lucifer wasn't made in God's image. He was just created, right? Um, but anyway, so yeah, he replicates things that God is already able to do because he believes that he can be God and he can't, but not knowing what God can really do and, um, understanding what his limits are and, um, as far as what he won't do and what crosses over into the dark side. It's almost, it's a very, very, very thin line, I would say, if you don't know. If you don't know God, if you don't know Christ, you it would be extremely, extremely, extremely hard for you to differentiate the difference between the two. Um, unless you got, just like, for example, say, you know, true religion, right? And I'm just going to say true religion because I've never owned anything true religion. I won't know the logo. I won't know. Like, I think I know the logo. I think it's like some horseshoes or something like that. But um, I, I'd never bought anything, right? So, so guys, I go to the store and I'm like, oh, these are nice. It's true religion. Heard the name. Um, These look real good. They feel good quality. I know that they're an, ex- an expensive brand. I know they're a popular brand. These jeans are $150. Mm, let me buy it because they're true religion. And then I'll go to, you know, somebody who um, buys true religion. Like, that's their thing. Like, they always be drinking true religion. Like, that's that's their brand. Like, that's their go-to. They're going to buy. They got the cops a new fit. They about to go get some true religion. If I wear those jeans around them, they're going to be like, where do you get those from? Those not real true religion. Let me show you the difference between the two, right? So, it's hard to point out the fake when you don't know the real. And that's that's where I was. I didn't know. I really didn't know what the real was to be like, oh, no, this is not okay. Tarot cards are not okay. Fortune tellers are not okay. Psychics are not okay. Right? Anybody who's trying to tell you about you for some money... Ain't okay. I'm gonna tell you that straight up because that's not God. Like, I promise you it's not. So it's like, oh, crystals, not okay. Ain't nothing giving you no healing power but God. Like, God working through you. There's no way like crystals are going to heal. Like, no, that's not God. You know what I'm saying? But it all sounds so good and all like it's that is explained in ways that you think make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, I can see that. Versus being confused about what the Bible's saying and nobody being able to accurately explain it to you in a way that you can comprehend. You see what I'm saying? So it's easy to go with what's easy and what's understandable versus what you what's confusing to you. Um, 
So I was into that for for probably three years, roughly. Um, yeah, I was deep in it. I would have these um, moments where I would have to force myself to not watch tarot card videos because I would watch them so much and I would just, I could sit there and like binge watch them like it was a Netflix series. And then I just knew that wasn't good. Um, so I had to stop doing that. And matter of fact, um, I, I had already stopped. Um, I had already stopped, but I had told myself like every now and then I would watch one. Like if it came across my feed, I would watch it, but I wasn't searching, looking for anything. Um, but I told myself like, okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, I had went and changed my algorithm on all of my social media to where it should no longer pop up or anything. I blocked a bunch of pages. And I tell you that night that I did that, I got attacked in my sleep um, by a demon. And it was just like, they were, yeah, they were trying to get me. And, um, they were trying to take me and I wouldn't go. And so that's why it's just like, yeah, those things are, they're fake, fake news, but those things are real. Like what you're delving into is really demonic. And you, if you're doing it, I encourage you not, um, don't do that because I did not know what I had was getting myself into. And I did not know the doors that I was opening, to the demonic, to the rightful passage that they had in my life because I was allowing it willingly. Um, The devil does not care about your lack of knowledge when you open that door. Um, Just because you are ignorant to, and I mean ignorant just as like a lack of knowledge, just because you're ignorant to... um, his his ability to have the right to be there like what opens the door for him to where um it's gonna take some work to remove him just because you're ignorant to that he don't care he does not care like you open the door so yeah no the it, there's no it's not gonna be easy to get rid of that and that's what I had to learn the hard way um, so I ended up starting to go to church some, I worked on Sundays, so it was hard for me to really go to service without missing work. Um, but it got to the point to where I, was, I didn't really care about my job like that no more. Um, so I would take off on Sundays all of the time. Um, and I actually started dating someone who was a preacher's kid, oddly enough. And he was able to really explain some things to me that made, in a way that made sense. And I think that's what I was thinking in a way that I could understand. Um, it made sense to me. And I was blessed and, and I, cause I know this doesn't happen to everybody, um, to find community that, was genuine and that um 
was real, not hypocritical, you know what I'm saying? Not judgmental. And I think another reason why a lot of people um, don't go to church is because of the judgment of their lifestyle, right? Um, And I think you just have to respect people for where they're at in their in their life and in their walk. Everybody's not going to be where you are. Um and that's okay. But that doesn't mean you have to judge them and make them feel bad about coming to church. Like even if for example, people who smoke. If people depending on the church you go to, but I've been to a church um before where they were like, mm, they came here smelling like weed or they was out the night before or they probably came here straight after the club, blah, blah, blah. So what? At least they came. Like, get, at least give them the credit for coming because they're trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they might have smoked before they came here, but they were dedicated to coming here. They were dedicated to showing up. And that's a start. And I think it is... Uh, um common um misperception that you have to stop doing all these things before you um before you can accept Christ or um start your walk with God and that's not true. It's not true at all. Like once you pursue your relationship with God and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died on the cross for your sins just so you would be able to have that relationship with God and you start um, intentionally studying and finding out really who God's character is, those things will fall off naturally. Not saying you don't try to stop. It's not what I'm saying. If there's something that you can be like, okay, I can stop doing that, then yeah. But things that you struggle with that you have constant temptation to do um, and you struggle with not doing it and letting it go, God is going to have to deliver you from that. And it's going to take you getting close to him for it to happen. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen overnight, you know, but you don't have to stop smoking weed today to to give your life to to Christ and, and, and pursue God. You don't have to do that. Once you pursue that relationship and you can stay consistent and you continue to do that, your desire to smoke weed is not going to be there. Your desire to keep drinking is not going to be there. Your desire to go out to the clubs are not going to be there. Your desire to, you know what I'm saying, do those sinful things are going to die down. Not saying that you'll never be tempted because there's always going to be temptation. And don't think you're the only one that's being tempted because you're not. There's other people that's dealing with the same temptations as you, right? You're not alone in that. Um, They're going to be there. That is Satan's job is to tempt us, to get us off track, to derail us, right? To try to remind us of who we were. And I think that's where he gets a lot of us and um, puts it in our mind like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. You know, and it's just like, ah, you can. He'll make you think just because, oh, I can't go out and try to show this person how to follow God because I'm still smoking weed or I'm still drinking. And 
not to say there when you are being called, right? And you're pursuing that and you're like, okay, this is what I'm trying to do and I'm working on it. You can still have an influence to those around you, right? And as long as you're pursuing him, there is nothing wrong. Now, don't go teaching people stuff that you don't know, right? Don't do that. But if you're like, hey, I'm about to go to Bible study. This is what I've been learning or I've been studying the Bible. This is what it says. You can do it with me. You can go here and say this. You can go there and say that. Yeah. Don't think that God won't use you because of your circumstances. If you ever ran into a homeless person do you, and if you've ever really sat and talked to them, they are so thankful. They're probably the first ones that have tried to minister to you on God's behalf. They'll tell you, you know, God love you, how God loves them. You know, they thank God and they don't have nothing. They don't have nothing, right? And sometimes those homeless people, the one or even the people that be on drugs, they be saying some of the realest stuff and they be like, no, you right. They'll minister to you about God and they're an addict, right? But they know how good God is. Don't think just because you're struggling with something that God cannot use you, okay? Because that's not true. And that is a lie of the enemy is that you cannot be used. He wants to remind you of who you were. He wants to remind you of where you came from to discourage you, right? And I would just say, just use that as your testimony. And just when those things happen and those thoughts come to mind, just remind yourself that God is good and that, yeah, that's where you came from. But that just makes your testimony more powerful because you're not there anymore. You walked away from that sin. You walked away from the addiction. You walked away from the drugs. You walked away from the prostitution. You walked away from the homelessness. Okay. You walked away from the stealing. You walked away from the robbery. You walked away from the sexual immorality. You walked away, right? In God's direction, in the best direction. There's never going to be a time where God is not proud of that, where God would not use you because of that. You know what I mean? And that's just where I had to tell, what I had to tell myself as well, because I just felt like, yo, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know everything. Like I haven't read the whole Bible. I haven't, um, seen any, um, demonic manifestations physically in people. I haven't cast cast out demons. I haven't like given a sermon. I haven't done all these things, but I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm going to just be obedient and do it, even though I'm still figuring it out. Right. And sometimes it's okay to bring people along with you when you're just figuring it out. Right. It's a scary place. It's a hard place, but it's not bad. It's okay. You know, I think when you're, when you stay rooted in God and you seek him, it will give you clarity on what you should and should not speak on, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, that's how I ended up here in changing my content and I just felt led to just kind of speak on 
different things when it comes to the beginning of your walk with Christ. For real, for real. Not just getting saved and saying, oh, I'm saved, but seriously being intentional about pursuing a relationship with God and with Christ and starting that walk because it can't, it's intimidating when people around you are quoting scripture and can just do it off the top of their head and they can tell you exactly what it say and they can tell you the background and all this stuff. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, sis. Um, sir, run that back. Colossians, what? It's two, it's the first and the second version of a what? What are you talking about? Like, why didn't you just put it all in one book? Well, who did this? Who did that? And why? And it's, it's intimidating because it's a lot. And you feel like you have to know it all to get there. And it's not true. And it's, I'm just here to encourage, really. Um, because I know how I felt during those times and it was really intimidating sometimes it still is because you feel like you don't have you don't even have no two cents throw in the conversation right and you also don't want to be like I want to ask this question but everybody else is so well versed and well knowledgeable like they have the knowledge about it I don't want to seem like I'm asking a stupid question so I'm just not going to ask even though I'm really confused right So, I get it. I've been there. I'm still there. And so, with this podcast, the the reason why I'm restructuring everything is just to help those who are like me. Because I know I'm not the only person. As much as people want to think you are unique, and as much as I want to feel special, whoop-de-whoop, I know I'm not the only one, right? So, um... Anything that I've gone through that I think would be helpful, I'm going to share. Um, it's just like my testimony of how I got to where I am today, which is still far from where I want to be. But I have learned a lot. I'm thankful for that. I am so blessed um, to have been freed from that new age mindset. Right. Um, because that's not where I, the, the enemy is sent to steal, kill and destroy. And he was trying to steal and kill and destroy my perspective of who God really is and taint it with that counterfeit. And I'm so glad that I caught it and I was able to stop that and turn from that. Um, because counterfeits are out there. There are false prophets. There are um, people who will want to give you a reading and make you pay them for it. And it's like you're selling your soul. You're giving access to your to your soul when you do that. Because um, I've done that. And I didn't know. So I'm just here to share what I've learned, share my experiences. And I pray that it helps somebody, even if it's just one person um, on their walk with God, because it's not easy to walk with God in the world 
that's so corrupt. Um, it's not easy turning away from everything that you've known. It's not easy walking in the unknown. It's not easy to be disciplined through the unknown. Right? So, um, yeah, I'm just here to say me too. I'm, I've been there too. I'm here now. Um, still confused on some things, still unsure about some things. I do know that God is good. You know, Jesus died for us to have that relationship with God. God sacrificed his only son so we could because he loves us. So that's what this content is going to be about. I pray that you stick around with me through this. Um, I pray that it helps you in some way. So I will see you guys in the next episode. I'm going to go ahead and close it out here. Um, I still don't know about a schedule about posting content. Um, but when I do get a schedule, I will post it somewhere or another. I will let you know. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be the end of this episode. I pray that you are covered by the blood of Jesus and that you stay blessed. All right. I will see you guys and talk to you guys later.